All right, everybody, welcome back to the Agents of Comic Book Podcast. I am Paul. And I'm Eric. That's right, and we're back here doing more of our spooky season uh, Halloween episodes here. We're closing in on the final day. I know, I'm getting sad. Yeah, <laughs> I have hey, a lot of horror movies to watch this month still. You know what? We've been we were doing basically a horror theme even back in like September. We could just like, keep it going for as long as we like. I mean, we're oh, we're yeah. our own bosses here. Yeah, exactly. Not in most instances, but here we are the boss. So <laughs> we can decide what we what we what we do. It's not a big deal. It's one little comfort. Yes, that's right. Um, but yeah, so we have uh, our plan is to do we have if you saw from the title we're doing a Constantine themed episode today. Uh, so far uh, for the Halloween season we've done well like I said we basically started back in September because we were yeah. doing a whole Swamp Thing series. Uh, so we started with that, then we went to a three part Blade uh, and covered that, and then I think after that was Alien. Am I correct? Yes, it was. Yep. Um, and then so now we're doing Constantine is our plan for this week, and then our plan next week we haven't decided exactly what stories we're doing. But my idea for it was we can do like a specific Tales from the Crypt uh, episode and then pair it with that uh, story that it's based on. Or if we can't find one that it's based on, something similar or along yeah. that lines. Yeah, we can um, just choose one. Yeah, and then do the same thing for like Creep Show as well because they're shorter. Yeah. Um, and then I, I've been checking Twitter as well to see if any other like uh, short story horror kind of anthology kind of things would be a good fit for that. I think it'd be a good way to do it. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, and then I don't know what our plan is. Oh no, I think we discussed it. I think after that we're going to be doing a Daredevil series. So oh yeah. If you want to see us get back to the uh, the superhero stuff, that will be soon. Yep. Uh, this is your first episode joining us. Usually, what we will do is we'll do like a, a comic book and then review it to an adaptation. Um, on Twitter, if you want to follow us, we're over at Agents of Podcast. Uh, we always follow you back. Um, if you do follow us, because we want it to be kind of like an interactive book club, like we talked about before. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you want to, we can also, uh, we, like I said, the schedule is uh, opening up pretty soon here as well. Uh, we had plans for all of October, but after that, we're just going to be winging it again. Oh, yeah. Uh, because we've talked about this as well. There are no adaptations to plan for. <laughs> so, Sadly not. Well, there was that Hellstrom show. Oh, that's right. I yeah, I don't know how much you want to. We talked about that. Yeah, we talked about Damon Hellstrom uh, a couple weeks ago when we did Strike Force. Yeah, and, and he was awesome in that. Oh yeah. Um. So when I saw there was a Hellstrom show, I was like, wait, should we do this instead? <laughs> and then I saw the reviews, and they were like, it's worse than Inhumans, and I was like, holy shit, it's that. How bad. is that even possible? Yeah, really. So oh man, that's disappointing. But yeah, what do you expect? Exactly. Um. But yeah. So if you want to, if you want to request your own episodes, we're over at Patreon.com/slash Agents of Comic Book. At the five dollar level, you can request a single episode you can choose whatever book you want us to read whatever comic book and then pick a related adaptation based on that same franchise the same character same team something close you know it can um, be loose. It can be loose yeah <laughs> especially if you're joining on Patreon I'm going to be like you know what you're you're our boss now. Oh yeah exactly. <laughs> um, tell us what to do. Please tell me. <laughs> And at the $15 level, you can choose up to a three-part series, so the same thing, but you can choose... Usually, people will use it as an opportunity for us to get, like, three volumes into a book. Yeah, so do a deep can, dive. Yeah, that's what we did with Thor and Power Rangers. Yep. Um, but if you want to, I mean, there's no rule that says that. I mean, you can have it be three totally separate episodes if you want to. Or oh, it could it be a mishmash. Two of one. Yeah, it's totally up to you. Uh, so you do have that opportunity over on Patreon. Oh, and also, if you sign up at the $1 level, you can get an invitation to our Discord. Oh, yeah. Which is a fun place where I uh, like to use my work time to cut out uh, emotes that you can use <laughs> on any server. Oh, yeah. And they're very good. Like, you can get the Fantastic Four uh, wave out of the limo <laughs> yeah, from the, the movie. The where else wave. are you going to get that? <laughs> it's worth it for the dollar alone. Oh, yeah. Uh, we're going to get started here with our Constantine coverage. Um, I am going to, from this point on... Trying oh, to make yeah. a, a conscious <laughs> effort to say his name correctly, because I know I'm saying it wrong, and I'm not alone. I know a lot of people. It's the Americanized version. No matter it. what, people are going to be bad, because even if, I mean, I'm sure right. a lot of people know it's an Americanized, but, like, they still prefer the, the This one's tough, because it's so split. Like, there's such a huge majority of people that say it incorrectly. It's divisive. Like, you know, objectively incorrectly. The writers oh, and everyone yeah. says it's Constantine. Yeah. And it makes sense that it would be, because it's based on, like a, like, a Bible thing, I think. Yeah, it's a biblical city. Right. 
Um, so like Constantine is objectively wrong. It's just picked up so well because of, I think, in big part, the movie we're about to talk about as well. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, because we're going to be reading uh, Constantine mm-hmm. by Garth Ennis and... Uh, just to go through the whole creative team, it was written by Garth Ennis, uh, pencils by Will Simpson. Uh, we have inks by Mark Pennington and uh, colors by Tom Tom Zuiko. Um, and also uh, letters by uh, Gaspar, no last name. Yeah, yeah Gaspar. Gaspar, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then after that, we're going to be watching the, uh, we left it up to a vote on Twitter. We were either going to do the Constantine movie or we were going to do the TV show, the CW show. And by the way, in the CW show, they do say his name correctly. They say Constantine. Oh really? Yeah, that was the first place I heard it when I would, like, and I started to question it because I was watching that like CW crossover, but, like the multiverse. Oh right, thing, right, yeah. And, and Constantine's in it, and he like introduces himself at the bar. It's like I, it's Constantine, and I was like, <laughs> oh shit. Oh, so they even like correct it? Yeah, okay. I'm like, oh, I'm the asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so we we left it up to a vote, and so we're gonna end up doing the 2005 movie uh, with Keanu Reeves and yep. Rachel Wise, um, which. We has I, I was it's not what I was expecting. No, I was expecting something totally like off and crazy. But this was kind of more like what I would have expected from a Constantine movie. To be completely honest, we'll talk about it when we get there. Oh but, yeah. Um, what we're going to start out with here is Garth's Garth Ennis is uh, the beginning of his run on on, on Hellblazer. Um, this run is called uh, Dangerous Habits. It's a six part. Uh, it's a six-issue story. Uh, it's the first one that he did when he took over the book. Okay. Um, I think you said you accidentally read a little bit of uh, stuff before this, too. <laughs> yeah, because the way they did the trade, uh, like on Comixology and physically, I'm sure, uh, that started out with uh, Jamie o- Omeda. I can't remember his name, his run that he did. Yeah. Which was actually, I enjoyed it a lot. It was freaking disturbing as hell because a, par- a big chunk of the run is like dealing with this kid who has like this abusive father who runs a butcher shop or like a slaughterhouse. Oh, boy. And yeah, there's a lot of fucking terrifying scenes in the slaughterhouse. <laughs> oh, okay. But you said pretty good stuff, though? Yeah, no, I enjoyed it. That's what I've heard is like Hellblazer is one of those books where you can just read it from start to finish and encounter very poor, like very little poor runs. Oh, yeah. Like it's just pretty, a pretty consistent kind of like Daredevil. Yeah. No, getting through this, like until well, I did this whole volume, but yeah, I definitely want to dive into more Constantine because mm-hmm. between this and what I've seen in Swamp Thing so far, like I'm loving him. Yeah, my plan was to go because I've read uh, most of Swamp Thing. Like I, I think I've talked about it on the podcast. Yeah. I'm, I've almost, I'm almost done reading every Swamp Thing appearance yep. in DC. Um, so I think after that, I'm going to go through Constantine next and, yeah. and do that because it actually That's alternates and he has crossovers with Swamp Thing as that goes on. OK. It's so oh, like Swamp Thing shows up in Hellblazer. Yep. And, oh, and, no. multi- and you know, back and back forth. And forth yeah. Yeah. I, I knew he was in Swamp Thing. There's a couple issues I've had to read because it did cross over with Swamp Thing. So I was like, oh, now I can actually go start reading Hellblazer. Ah, I gotcha. Yeah. Hell so yeah. Eventually, I'll go back and do it the right way. Yeah. Um, we're going to start out here with um, Dangerous Habits. This uh, Garth Ennis kind of jumped onto this run and kind of did. Uh, it's kind of a story that's probably like you would think. Um, like probably would happen in real life, but you would think a superhero thing would never do it or like a yeah. comic book thing. Yeah, yeah. Because Con- Constantine, you know, he's just like the detective in a trench coat. He's always smoking. He's like classic noir detective, but oh, supernatural. Yeah. Yep. Um, so that Garth Ennis kind of looked at it and he was like, well, I mean, what's one of his biggest flaws? Like he's a chain smoker. Like no one ever talks about it because it's an old noir thing that's just kind of just like a setting, like a set piece kind oh, of yeah. thing. Yeah, it's just part of the character. Right. But then it's like, well, what if that actually happened? And then a person like this, all of his debts start coming due. Mm-hmm. Like with, with different devils and whatnot and maybe he'll try to like have a secret plan to get out of it like that's a really good hook for a story oh definitely um and, and it starts out that way like he's just going about doing his thing and then he starts coughing up blood and uh and he goes to the doctor and the doctor just tells him like yeah you've smoked 30 cigarettes a day since you were 17 like that's why and yeah. when i read that in the comic i got to that part after we watched the movie and they, they actually pull that exact line from yep. the movie but in yes, the movie they, they actually say 15 Oh, and so in, the, in the comic, they say 17. They toned it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah. They may, he's a little edgier in the movie. 
Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about it later. But yeah, there's a lot of things like pulled, I think, directly from this arc uh, put into that movie. Like, I think this arc is probably something the people who wrote that movie read as research because it seems like it was like heavily inspired by this run in particular, these six issues. Oh, yeah. Like even the parts we'll talk about in a minute with Gabriel. Oh, yeah. Gabriel makes an appearance as well. Yeah. No, they're interesting. And Chaz. Uh, oh, yeah. Oh, that's right. He was in the movie. Yep. Hell yeah. Shia LaBeouf, how could you forget? Yeah, in, uh, in, in the Jamie, uh, uh, oh, I'm going to blank on this now, I got to see it. Issue with Jamie Delano, they actually had an issue where uh, Midnight showed up, so that was kind of cool to see, because oh, yeah, he's in right, the movie Papa too. Midnight, yeah, yeah uh, Diamond, Diamond Hanzu, who's in like every Marvel movie too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so yeah, yeah, he's in a lot of stuff, not even that, but uh, he, he was in uh, Shazam Shazam, well. yeah, yeah, Shazam Guardians, and uh, I think he showed up in an early one too, and then they made him a different character later on. Right, yeah, because he was in, he played the same character in Guardians and Captain Marvel. Yep. Um, it was that was the thing is he ended up being in two Captain Marvel movies within like three months. <laughs> yeah. Shazam and Captain Marvel came out like right next to each other. Yeah, it was real close. Yeah, such a weird coincidence that, that happened. Right, because Shazam was Captain Marvel, so now. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, that's what I mean when I say he was oh, in two yeah. Captain Marvel. I mean, movies. I, I was just like, yeah, crazy timing. Like, oh, that too. Oh, but yeah, one part that I thought was interesting when he goes to the doctor, like the doctor does end up calling him later, which is kind of, it sucks for, for, for John because he picks up the phone and uh, like he thinks like, oh, it's going to be like news, like oh, an yeah. update, but then he's like, he just has questions because like, your blood is something I've never seen. Like, this is crazy. Like, maybe you should come back in for more tests. Yep. And of course, John knows like uh, ahead of time, he's like, oh, it's my demon blood. Yeah. <laughs> um, because they introduced that in, uh, in Swamp Thing as well. Uh, he does have like half demon blood. Okay. Like, that's kind of what gives him some of his innate magical abilities. Yeah, I was going to say that comes up uh, later on too. Yeah. Uh, so when he answers, so when he uh, answers the phone, he's like, "I can't go in for more tests. Like this is going to get fucked." Yeah, and he's he instantly pissed. He's like, "This douchebag doctor is probably wanking off while looking at my blood." Yeah, <laughs> I'm not giving him any of it. And he mentions like a pretty good thought too that I'm glad John thought of here, where he says like, "If if he takes my blood, oh yeah, uh, it's going to be first he's going to look at it, think it's weird. Then a yep. team of doctors is going to come in and look at it and think it's weird. Then the military is going to come <laughs> yeah. in, and I can't allow that <laughs> weaponized demon blood." Yeah, uh, Garth Ennis. Does, uh, one of, I think one of the themes that comes up a lot in his writing is just like the uh, the, the the evil of like the military industrial complex. He, oh, he yeah. does a lot of stories about that because he's like a huge like war writer as well. Totally. Yeah. Um, one book I always recommend from Garth Ennis is uh, I, I, his uh, Punisher run is not for everybody, but I would definitely recommend everybody read uh, Born by Garth Ennis. Yeah. Because it's like a whole like war story in Vietnam. Uh, Frank uh, Frank Castle's in it, but it's okay. not really about him. Gotcha. It's more just about like Vietnam and just like the military industrial complex in general like that's he's really good at that theme yeah no he um, definitely and the like, boys obviously yeah yeah boys and because yeah he wrote a lot of that stuff during both bush eras actually yeah, so like he definitely sure. was one of the biggest like opposers to them there's uh there's an important scene here that i like a lot where he goes uh to one of his old friends i believe his name here was brendan um, brandon yes that's right um there's was a he no, in, brendan or brendan yeah. sorry was he in the run that was he in in the issues that you read before this or does he, is he just popping up here no he just pops up here okay gotcha because he's described as like an old friend of, of constantine's when he comes in and like he had hung out here as this was kind of like his safe house away from the craziness yep um like they dabbled in magic as well but they, these were just kind of like his good friends like out you know somewhere he could go lay low for a while yeah and any magic they did it wasn't anything like outlandish or, right. or like uh, suspicious although here he does do something really fucking cool <laughs> yeah this is a great magic yeah. use because Constantine's going to him essentially to be like he hasn't asked the question yet but he wants to go here to see if there's anything that can be done magic wise to help him with his cancer like yep. his lung cancer and uh, like he doesn't ask the question right away. They just start out like drinking. And John kind of notices a lot that uh, Brendan is like drinking a lot and like drinking a lot all day. Mm-hmm. And he's like, how much do you drink, mate? Like, what's going on here? Like, and he doesn't answer the question straight. He just takes John down to like his cellar 
and like into like a secret compartment in the cellar and he yeah. like, shows him this pool of water like on the ground uh, surrounded by like wine caskets yep and he describes this really cool story where he like he found he found this and it was blessed by saint patrick <laughs> yeah. uh, and so it's a, a well of holy water and then the kicker is he shows John, he takes like a pint glass and digs it in and it's he's turned the holy water into Guinness beer. Yeah, it's just <laughs> a whole fucking pool of stout. Which is just like the most <laughs> Irish thing I've ever heard. Yeah, because there's like a, a table set up with a pentagram and some candles. And as he said, as long as the candles stay burning, then the, then the holy water will be stout. Yep. So Which that, comes that, into play. It does, yeah. No, so, it, so it's cool because it's uh, like a gimmicky thing that's kind of fun here, but it does come up later. You're right. Yeah, and the way Constantine describes it as they're drinking, he's like, this shit is like the greatest thing I've ever had in my life. He's yeah. like, I've had six pints and it feels like I've had 12. Yeah, because he describes <laughs> it as like, well, if Jesus could turn holy water into wine, yep. then... Maybe it could be turned into Guinness. <laughs> it's an awesome reveal. I mean, you're in. If it's like if it's a magical pool in Ireland, it's gotta be Guinness, right? Blessed by Saint Patrick. Come yeah, on, yeah, it's gotta. And uh, but that's the kicker here is John. Like once he's good and drunk, does actually ask the question. He's like, "Listen, like I, I'm in a rough spot. Like I have lung cancer. Is there anything that can be done on the magic side of this to like to help me?" Mm-hmm. And then uh, his friend just kind of laughs, and he's like, "And John's like, Yo, you asshole! Like, what are you laughing for?" <laughs> yeah. And he's like, "I was uh, literally about to ask you the same question." Yeah, I was like, "Yeah, my liver's." going so yeah. like i need you to help my liver I, you want me to help your cancer like yeah. it's, it's not gonna happen so if you don't know then i don't know man so yep. we're fucked and yep. so yeah, two two magicians like just being killed here by their own like bad habits yeah that's, that's why it's called dangerous habits yeah yeah and so he's like well if we're gonna go out then have one more drink with me buddy i'll go out right here yeah well because brendan he even he admits like during that time he's like this is probably gonna be it like right. i'm not making it through the night right and and he describes too like um well, actually, I think it comes up when uh, John's trying to leave. Yep. The door opens and uh, a dark figure, uh, you know, with like slicked back hair comes back into the room and it's like, hello. Yeah, a very non-ominous looking guy. Yes, it's definitely not the devil. <laughs> yeah, so Lucifer walks in and he's like, uh, and John's like, wait, where are you going? And he's like, oh, I'm here to claim a debt. Like, yep. you know, there's something downstairs that I need. And John kind of like walks after him. He's like, oh, no, 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 no. What are you doing? And he's like, well... Uh, we agreed that, you know, that his soul would be mine. Um, and he said that, like, if he can survive past midnight, then the deal is off. Like, mm-hmm. you know, nothing happens. But clearly he didn't make it. Yep. And so he's walking downstairs and John's like, oh, well, I guess I guess you've won this one. Well, you know, there's actually I have a glass yeah. here of the best liquor ever, or the best beer ever made. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, you gave him the magical ability to make this style. Why don't you have a toast before you take his soul? Right. And then he's and he's like, well, how can I not drink of like the most perfect like poison that, you know, was ever made? Like, right. I'll, I'll have a sip. <laughs> and so like he cheers with John uh, and then drinks it. And then he's like, all of a sudden, John's like laughing at him. And he's like, wait, what? And all of a sudden he's like, oh, well, no, he's got to kick over the table first. Because when he drinks it, it's still the stout, but then John kicks the table over with the candles, and as soon as a candle goes out, then, yeah, it turns into holy water in his stomach. Oh, you're right. Yep. Yeah, I see that here. Um, And then, uh, yeah, as he's choking, John uh, has some good lines here. He's like, as he smashes the wine bottle, he's like, good year, 1920. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good line. (laughs) Right. Yeah, he zings him in this. Mm Mm-hmm. And then yeah, just smashes the bottle across his face, and and he's like, stitch that, and like pushes him into the pool of holy water. Yep. Which, Jesus Christ, like, that is just the friggin' expert level trick on the devil. Yep, and so, <laughs> and John knows, like, he's stepped in shit here, because he didn't yeah. kill the devil there, no. obviously. Like, he's just, like, got him out of this area, like, got him out of this realm, and, and also, 
uh, since he survived past midnight, he's lost claim to his soul, and now his friend can go to heaven. Yeah, and you probably just made yourself his next biggest enemy next to God. Yep, easily, <laughs> and that's what we keep getting told after this. But it is a really good moment for John because it's completely selfless. Like, he oh, yeah. knows this is going to happen. Yeah, like because he and he's about to die too. Like that punishment's not far away. Yep. So, yeah, because like, uh, a big theme in this is like him thinking about all the people that ha- he's like basically gotten killed or put in the line of fire and gotten right. killed and sent to hell and like he's gonna have to start answering for this so it- if he has an opportunity to save one of his friends souls like he's gonna take a chance yeah because this is like uh like a really like big moment of like self-reflection for him like for the first time he's looking back and he's like am i the asshole you know, like, <laughs> shit I are am. we the baddies <laughs> yeah exactly so like just getting this moment of just like you know like his final days be like i gotta be a better person and mm-hmm. i don't care if i'm tortured for eternity like I gotta help my friend here yeah like so, I'm already fucked yeah that's why I really like that issue because it was just a really good ending like he fucking just wallops Lucifer even right. though he knows it's, he's gonna pay for it the big way and yeah that, that's gotta be a big adrenaline high to beat the devil right. and then <laughs> or at sudden, least get one over and on then him. the realization of wait I'm like a month away from dying and I'm gonna be tortured <laughs> for eternity by this guy who's pissed at me yep uh, he does end up meeting because he, he's basically at this point he's just trying to find any avenue he can to yeah. look for help anything right because now he now he like really wants to <laughs> yeah. I think he was definitely afraid of death like anyone would be but now he's like oh shit now i'm gonna really like this is really gonna suck now yeah stakes just got a lot higher yeah so he goes to uh i i don't know this character very well she's just popping up for me uh i a character who must be like uh, it seems like someone he's had adventures with before like it, in other yeah it, basically all I could concur was that she's basically from hell or some kind of demon or yeah demon-esque. she kind of reminded me of like Satana from like Marvel like she yeah. seemed like she was like a demon who like, was like kind of like learning to be good at or, the like, very least like a half demon or something right because John keeps telling her like you know for a demon like you seem like very like nice you're like you're very kind you're decent and she's like I wouldn't go that far I'm just yeah. polite yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And she tells him, like, she's giving him advice here, like, well, the only way you're getting out of this, like, you, there's only one person you really haven't gone to yet. Yep. And um, and she she doesn't say their name right away. She just says... Uh, the snob. The snob. And he knows. <laughs> yeah. She, instantly. It's that person you hate. Yep. And he's like, oh, not them. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Anyone but them. Yeah. And then he's like, well, I only got one shot. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Yep. And so this was pretty cool because um, we get our, our first, like, appearance of uh, Gabriel. Um, at least I, I don't know about first appearance, but first that we've seen her in this. Yeah, arc. yeah. The scene with Gabriel's really good, though. I, this was another uh, scene. This is probably my second favorite scene in, in the arc here, mm-hmm. um, because he's just he's sitting there and he's being just like very rude, like around the whole place. Like he he hates this place and everyone here. Yeah, this is like a high society like gentleman's club, and he walks in asking for like a bag of chips and a beer. <laughs> yeah, this is an interesting take on Gabriel because it seems like he, uh, Gabriel's just kind of chilling here, enjoying just like hu- very human uh, like uh, pleasures. Yeah, yeah, just being rich and being like powerful and just being like an oligarch. Yep. Um. And um, and Gabriel's just kind of taunting John this whole time, like, "Oh, I know why you came here. You're dying, obviously, and you're going to burn in hell for everything you've done." <laughs> and John's like, "Yeah, well, you don't have to put it like that. Come on." <laughs> and um, and they kind of had get into an argument here about like the rules. It kind of reminds me of the scene between Constantine and Gabriel that we'll talk about later on in, in the movie, mm-hmm. like that one in the very beginning of the movie. Yep. Um, because they're sitting here arguing about how the rules are all bullshit. Because uh, Gabriel's like telling him like, "Well." You, uh, you know, you've done some really bad things in your life. You tried to kill your father. You know, you fucked over all these people. You know, you've dabbled in, in, in uh, forbidden magics. Like, yep. what, what did you expect? Yeah. And he's like, well, this is bullshit. Like, oh, what about all the good I've done? Like, I've saved lives. I've saved souls. I've mm-hmm. done all, I've done a lot of good things, too. Like, what what is it about a balance of the... What, is there a number on it? Like, who's sitting there, like, weighing it out? Yeah. Like, like what's the number? How many more do I need, you know? <laughs> yeah. 
And he's like, well, this is bullshit. And Gabriel has a comment here that John will throw in his face where he says, like, I don't understand you people. Like, you have, uh, you mortals, like, you, you live on, on this plane for such a limited time and you just spend it fucking about and doing nothing. Mm-hmm. And and John, like, takes big offense to that. He's like, you don't understand us. Like, then what right do you have to, like, be up here, like, telling us, like, where, like, how to be, like, judging us and telling us who how we've been when you don't understand what it's like to be down here and be going through all this shit? Yep. Yeah, because because Gabriel, like his only human experience is being just living a lavish lifestyle and not having anything to worry about. Like that's not a human experience. Yeah. And not only that, but the way we're we're seeing Gabriel here, just being like a rich asshole, just fucking like make letting everyone just do his bidding. You know, yep. just like he's indulging in all those human sins right here. You know. Yeah. And, and and John even throws that in his face, and this is what wins Gabriel over, like like the blackmail that he has. And he's like, oh yeah, this this uh. A person who's been serving his drinks all night. I've d- I've done some looks into him. And uh, have you ever heard of the uh, National Front, um, which if is a real thing, it's the uh, like the alt right white supremacist group of the UK. Yep. Um. So so John's like, I don't think your dad would like that very much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, and then you can like the shock on Gabriel's face is just like, oh fuck. Yeah, it's a great panel. I'm gonna get caught consulting with Nazis. <laughs> Not a great look. But yeah, the way um and there's like basically the last issue is a lot of him just kind of like giving his last like going around saying his last goodbyes to everybody because he has a plan but like we don't know what it is yet and the way he's thinking about it like it's crazy like he, he thinks there's like a one percent chance it'll yep. work <laughs> so he's like i'll try it but i should just prepare to lose yeah <laughs> um and so he goes to like all of his friends and like you know former like family members and just kind of like says his goodbyes to him he even goes up to a uh, Chaz, who is played by shia labeouf in the movie yep. <laughs> um who I, I again i have not read hellblazer i haven't gone through that yet but it seems like he was kind of like a taxi driver assistant kind of like uh you know like frenchie in um, yeah, yeah. in moon knight that kind of thing mm-hmm. and uh and he actually flips out on john here too he's like you, you come back and like oh you you're gonna talk to me about like being in debt like that's all you have to say like you fucked me over all these years and, like, yeah I'm in trouble because of you yeah like, you put me into bankruptcy <laughs> yeah and he walks away the saying like fuck you asshole i never want to see you again yeah and then john's like that's fair here just take this and hands him a letter and then walks away yeah and when uh, Chaz reads the letter it's basically just like a long written apology for like everything he's ever done and he's like i knew i couldn't say this to your face because i'm emotionally <laughs> i can't handle emotions <laughs> but uh, you know i love you bud and i'm really sorry for how like i, fu- I fucked you over all those times and yeah. he's like, you know ch- chin up son like, john <laughs> right and there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of cool scenes here between uh, like John occasionally throughout this arc is visiting like the cancer ward because he goes there initially like when he's getting his tests and uh, he just looks around and like he, he makes friends with um, Matt uh, Matt who's like a person he's like an older man kind of sitting here dying of cancer and um, and and John goes up to him and he's like you know just trying to figure out how to deal with it because uh, the you know he the person he's talking to seems like he's like uh, handling it better than John is John is kind of like flipping out going all over yeah um, and so they, they have a lot of good interaction you know he seems like kind of like a funny guy and um and he has he has a good line with john here too where he says like listen take care and like um you know like don't worry about regrets like basically saying like don't worry about things you can't change like it doesn't help Mm -hmm. focus on dealing with uh saving your soul from the from lucifer yes maybe that (laughs) like you know you know just be better from now on the past is the past yeah basically what he's saying here and i think that's a good scene yeah no the interactions with Matt i really enjoyed and like Mm -hmm. and at the end of this part, like Matt actually gets out of bed and like all crumbly and just like I wanted to do this standing up and he just shakes his hand goodbye. Yeah. Um, but John here, his plan is actually kind of ingenious. This, oh, yeah. The way he gets out of this, I thought was really creative and really cool. Yep. Um, because the way he gets out of this is you see him going to like his old childhood home. And he makes like goes to like the, to a room and like puts a makes a pentagram out of blood and like cuts his hand. And um, and a, a demon comes out and talks to him. Yep. 
And uh, he basically says, like, you haven't done the whole ceremony. Complete the ceremony. And John's like, oh, fuck you. I know the rest <laughs> isn't necessary. That's just for teenagers. Get to the chase. Yeah, it's like, you're talking to a professional. Like, I'm not some amateur here. Right. And he's like, ooh, I like you. Let's make a deal. Right. And so John, yeah, he basically just makes a deal for his soul. We don't see the exact terms laid out. They skip over that part for storytelling reasons. Mm -hmm. uh, but John just kind of makes a quick deal with the demon and says, okay, transaction done, and, and, and fucks off. And uh, and then we see him, and he actually, this comes up in the movie as well, he he forces the demons to come at him by, by taking his own life. Yep. And he bleeds out on the floor. And as he does that, you know, Lucifer comes up because Lucifer, we've been told, is waiting for this moment. Mm -hmm. He's pissed that he got they fucked over with lo not only losing his soul, but being humiliated by yep. being defeated in combat. Yeah. <laughs> not only that, but being pushed into a well of holy water. Like, you just got bodied. Yeah, getting like the proverbial bitch slap. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, Constantine, or Constantine gave him the onions. So oh, yeah. He's definitely. Like, no. <laughs> I'll give you the onions for all eternity. <laughs> yeah. And they never uh, mentioned the names of the other, the two other demons he makes a deal with. Because, but they, they say, that it's uh, the other brothers of Lucifer, so I would assume it's either like Uriel or Azriel or something. Yeah, it but might they be. Just, they they call themselves like the two of the three or the third of the three. Yeah, that might be something that ties in more with like the Sandman universe and like oh, the actual possibly. Lucifer book because that's also going on in oh, Vertigo. I think okay. at this point. Gotcha. Um, so it could be tying in with that. Okay. Um, but Lucifer comes up and as he's bleeding out and, and John's not dead yet. He's, he's still dying. And Lucifer's like, no, I just came to watch. Like, mm -hmm. I'm just getting ready. Like, I'm preparing for my meal. Like, <laughs> like you're going to be tortured for all eternity for what you did to me. <laughs> and uh, and as he's sitting there, John's just kind of looking at him and he's smiling. And, and Lucifer's like, what are you smiling for? And, and as he's dying, like another uh, one of the other demons comes up to claim his soul. Yep. So he's basically uh, John, like he doesn't say this, but I wish he would have like, get in line. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and Lucifer kind of realizes like, wait, what have you done? Because then another another demon comes up. Yep. And so John's like, oh, I've I've sold my soul. But the only problem is none of you guys actually looked at the contract or bothered to look if I'd already been sold. Yeah, exactly. He fucked so, up. Yeah. So John's plan here is genius. He's sold his his soul to three different demons, and um, from like who hate each other. They hate each other's guts. They say yep. like almost more than they hate like the angels. Yep. Um, and so like they've all come to claim the soul, and they're all ready to like go at each other to to fight for this. Like no, they're like because it's basically their like obligation. Like that's what they exist to do is to take souls. And like and because the way I love the how it connects with earlier when you know. Constantine's like going uh, off on Gabriel about how bullshit the rules are and all that and he literally just uses the rules and the bureauc the bureaucracy of hell to like right. fuck everyone else over because yeah. now that like th these three want them and if they can't like hash it out they either have to like start a war over this or just like let him go right exactly <laughs> so that's I think Gabriel might have even given John the idea because when John flipped out on him about the rules I'll, maybe he was like wait if the rules are bullshit yep then and maybe I can use that. Yeah, use the rules. Yep. <laughs> and so, uh, yeah, so basically the, what's explained here is, like, the demons, like, could go to war over John's soul and fight it out. Yeah. But to do so would, like, weaken them to the point where, like, heaven could just fucking sweep in. Yep. And just take them all out for good. Mm -hmm. And so none of them can risk that happening. But they also, like, literally, like, their obligation as, like, beings, like, what they exist to do, like, they cannot just say no. They yep. can't just, like say i won't claim it yeah like a person dies someone's got to take that soul right and and like if they've claimed it like they have like every obligation like if, if only like it's almost like you know like my honor's at stake here yep um and so they all agree like john can't die yep because if none <laughs> of us can claim his soul then he has to live mm -hmm. and so they ha they revive uh they revive him and and lucifer even says like i really like the line he has here. yeah this is this. beautifully done <laughs> 
Yeah, he, he goes up to him like as John's dying and he's like he's like, What what's happening? And Lucifer says, I'm gonna heal your wrist and cure your lung cancer, Constantine. Believe me when I say I'm going to make it hurt as much as possible. I hope you'll graciously allow allow me that small pleasure in your moment of your greatest victory. <laughs> he's basically saying, like, you've like just win just fucking win graciously. Let me have this yeah. and consider yourself lucky. Yeah. Like just pretend you're in a lot of pain. Right. <laughs> And, uh, and I mean, then, he is in a lot of pain, but pretend more. Right. He's like, listen, this is probably the greatest victory anyone on earth has ever had. So yeah. let me have this. <laughs> yeah. Like a little bit of torture, not too bad compared to what he was about to face. Oh, yeah. Very, I'd take that over that any day. Oh, yeah. And uh, and he, I love the way this ends because Lucifer basically tells him, like, just fucking watch it. You're getting off easy. Like, consider it a win. And, and Constantine is just a bad winner. Yeah. The whole time he's being like, yeah, fuck you, bud. I won. What are you going to do about it? In fact, you know, I, I can't ever die now because if I die, you're going to have to come claim my soul. Nothing's going to change in 50 years. Yeah. Like, I still owe all of you. Yeah. So in fact, you guys might be my greatest guardians. You have to keep me alive now. You're going to be my watchful angels. Yeah. He's like, you fucking just clenching teeth, like just fucking veins popping. Yeah. Just push it every button. Yep. And then the way like the, this arc ends, like a full page spread of just Constantine being like oh yeah i have a reputation to maintain so and flips him off <laughs> up, up yours <laughs> <laughs> had to get that last cherry on yep. top you got that's such a cool ending like that's such like it's because it, it's not like how a lot of superheroes are where it comes down to like a final fight oh yeah punch while telling him like how he's wrong yeah like this was literally like a, a full like it's almost like the ending of doctor strange where it's like you're twisting it to be like a differently a non-combative ending no but, totally no uh, this gave me a lot of invisibles vibes because there's a lot of uh because invisibles is a lot of magic obviously too mm-hmm. and there's a lot of uh, occurrences where things get resolved in a similar manner like this where you have to like either bend the rules of magic or make the rules of magic like to your benefit yep so and, yeah I, just, I love when that twist just gets added and there's in. something too about like uh beating the devil by uh, a, a clause in the rules oh yeah because that's always the trope <laughs> it's like you signed the deal but you didn't read the fine print yeah and this is john being like uh you signed the deal but you didn't read the fine print. Yeah, you should have listened to your own <laughs> rules, dumbass. Yep, fucking <laughs> lost to your own playbook. Yep. So yeah, so that that's a really good arc. I, I do like that a lot. Um, because it, it, like I said, it introduces some really cool concepts, and it does end up being like have a lot, a lot of heartfelt moments because it is like John's final days. Like he's you know living like he thinks he's gonna die. Oh yeah. Um, so it does end up be, like being a really like uh, great start. To, I haven't read the rest of his run, but you know, I, as, as I go through my Hellblazer stuff, this is definitely gonna be one I lo- definitely gonna be one I look out for. Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely want to get more into Constantine though. Uh, and then the movie we watched, like I said, I did have you guys vote for it on. Uh, I did have you all vote for it on Twitter. So um, this is a, this is the the movie that you chose. And actually, I was I was pretty surprised by by uh, this movie. Like it came out in two thousand five, and I I think I had watched it back then, but I very very slimly remembered it. Yeah, I had always just seen bits and pieces when it'd be on TV every now and then. Yeah, I feel like it was on TV a lot. Yeah, yeah it was definitely on FX and like TNT. But it was every probably now and then. the edited version. Oh yeah, definitely. Because I didn't realize <laughs> this was rated R when it started. I was like, oh okay, interesting. Oh, I knew that. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you you can't do a Constantine movie without it being rated you R. You do a bad one. <laughs> oh well, yeah, <laughs> like that Hellboy. Yeah. Oh no, that was rated R. Was it the the newer oh, one? The new was, one yeah, was. but the yeah, old yeah. one, the old ones weren't. Um, but this movie, because I've heard a lot of different things about this movie, I've heard uh, and multiple takes from people who whose opinion like we trust on Twitter, like had uh, conflicting thoughts. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is gonna be interesting. This is a divisive movie. Mm-hmm. Um, because I've heard lots of different things. You know, like you know, it's it's a good movie, but it's not a good Constantine movie, or you know, it's a bad movie for for both reasons. It's terrible. I've seen some people rank this like the lowest on like all their like DC movies. Damn. Ever. 
Yeah. But going through it, I didn't think it was, uh, it was kind of like what I would expect from a Constantine, uh, Constantine movie, to be honest. Or maybe we should call him Constantine now, because that <laughs> is the, this character's name. Yeah, this is the American version. That's true. Yeah. That, I mean, he, con- having him played by an American is a weird choice. Yeah. I feel like that's just a Hollywood like, thing. Like, I love Keanu Reeves. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. For sure. But, um, but yeah, so this movie did surprise me because I think I got, went in with really low expectations, but maybe it's what helped as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, uh, it, it, he, like, the character feels pretty spot on. There's some characters who we recognize from the comics as well um and even like what he's doing like the kind of message that he has and his attitude towards things did feel very john to me oh definitely um, like because we uh it's it's all centered around like this uh rachel wise's character like investigating like her sister's murder because she was uh mind controlled into like throwing herself off a balcony yep um so she's trying to like she's finally like look like looking for supernatural clues yeah um so yeah, she's police just immediately ruled it off as suicide right um, so, th- so there's some, and also Tilda Swinton plays, uh, Gabriel and oh, yeah. so good. Oh yeah. She was great. I mean, in she's this. great in everything, but yeah, this oh, was yeah, especially definitely. good for sure. And th- there's a scene in the opening, which I really liked, which did remind me of their meeting in the comics. Oh yeah. Where Constantine, uh, he, he gets the diagnosis just like in the, um, yeah, I was going to say like, this was the perfect trade, uh, or the r- perfect run to watch with this movie. Yeah, it was I almost the that same, on yeah, yeah. On a very similar plot. Yeah, that's why I said, like, I think the people who wrote this movie must have read Dangerous Habits. Oh, like, for they sure, must yeah. Have. Had because to. Because there's so many things that are similar and, like, carried over to this movie. Yep. Um, not only the the cancer plot, which is obvious, but also, like, uh, the, like the way Gabriel acts and talks. Yep. Because Gabriel in this is the same way, like, very combative with John just being like, well, the debt is due. Like, you've gone your whole life, like, doing things like this. What did you expect? Mm-hmm. And John's like, no, the rules are bullshit. Like, you know, like, you're saying, like, her sister's going to go to hell, like, for no reason, like, for no good reason, just because of, like, her, you know, because of the rules. Like, yeah, the rules aren't fair. Like a good person's going to hell now because of the, these bullshit rules. And yeah, feels like well, blah 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, hearsay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, like I think this movie was like I think it's like the definition of like a decent movie. Yeah. Um, like it's it's definitely not like good like it's definitely not a movie where i was like wow like what a like uh trailblazing like example of a superhero movie like it was very basic very early 2000s but th- i mean it, like it, it was i think it was more than i was i was expecting it to be like not like barely constantine at all yeah yeah um but then like kind of tie in but it actually like it has some familiar characters like Chaz shows up played by uh, shia labeouf mm-hmm. uh, we talked about tilda swinton pop yeah, midnight they, yeah. they do him totally dirty too uh, who? Uh, Shia LaBeouf. Oh, they do. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> like he actually, like he's pretty funny through the movie. And I then, liked him. In and this, then he yeah. comes in clutch with like an exorcism part, and then they just have him like just get smacked up and down from the ceiling like a bunch and just die. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, holy, what the fuck? <laughs> right. Just yeah. out of nowhere. Like I was enjoying him in this movie. Right. Yeah. Totally unnecessary. There are some like little things in this movie that kind of like I didn't like, like uh, some of the verbiage that like Constantine uses <laughs> is very weird for yeah. like, supernatural. They didn't just uh, Americanize the the pronunciation of the name. Yeah, they, they <laughs> Americanized a lot of the verbs. Yeah, yeah, because like um like when he whenever he's exercising a demon, like he's like I'm gonna deport you to hell. I'm like, why would you say it like that? That's and so most weird. of the time, he doesn't even say deport you to hell. He just says I'm gonna deport you. Yeah, I'm like, and it's just well, like, what are you an ice agent? <laughs> yeah, like it just is really cringy. Yeah. Yeah, it just like, made me uncomfortable. I was like, why can't you just exercise? Like something supernatural and cast spooky. you back to hell. Like yeah, that's why, infinitely more bad. Why do we have to make it like literally like um, like American evil? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then and also he call he likes to call like demons like half breeds, which I was like, that's weird. Yeah, he yeah. throws that term around a lot. Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> Um, yeah, the plot of this movie is basically um, they're trying to use Rachel Wise's character to like bring a, bring about the son of Lucifer. Yeah, um, just like a classic like Antichrist story. Yep. Um, 
there, there's like a subplot with like the Spear of Destiny, which I thought initially was going to be kind of cool, but then it doesn't really ever get used. Yeah, it never really comes into play. Yeah, I it's mean, like the whole opening scene is about the Spear of Destiny, and like with even a title card that was like the Spear of Destiny yeah. was this, and then it's not really ever like you know. Yeah, because uh, pretty much all that it amounts to is that uh, it's supposed to be used to like cut open Rachel Wise so that uh, Mammon can come out, but it's like it, it seems almost so unnecessary. It's like, well, if he's already there, like why do you need a, the Spear of Destiny yeah, to break like the skin? necessary tie-in like something that could have been cooler it's just a cool occult artifact yeah people always love to throw into stuff but never find a way to make it like actually interesting right well mom was like trying to usurp him when gabriel was trying to bring about mamon to like have him like wreak hell on earth so that like god would send his forces down to like reclaim it and then that's that's very like convoluted yeah no it's and they they literally like try to explain it and conclude it in a a matter of like 10 minutes yeah that's why i was like why do i have to look this up we just watched this movie like it's not was not very clear to me you know they basically like almost gloss over it (laughs) like it's very odd they i mean if they if they were going to take that many things from dangerous habits take the really cool ending that was already there exactly twist that a a little bit no they yeah they basically like did it halfway because constantine his his like whole plan here is he actually they pull it straight from the comic in a way where he's he cuts his wrists and summons lucifer yeah and which is peter stormare who fucking not knocked it out of the park yeah, he, he was an been awesome in more of this movie he was yeah great. dude he yeah. would have made it way more better because he was fucking awesome but yeah so then constantine's like yeah like uh you got an angel over here trying to bring your son like yeah. to be the antichrist and like start this war to have you guys like get cleaned up by god and obviously lucifer's not a big fan of that so mm-hmm. he goes and fucking torches off gabriel's rings right yeah tilda swinton as gabriel was a, a big highlight in this movie oh yeah definitely yeah, she did a great job yeah I, I i love her when she's like in a horror type role because fucking you never saw a suspiria did you i have not no yeah the suspiria remake she was fantastic in too mm-hmm. if you haven't seen that that's a good october movie nice yeah i'll have to keep an eye on that yeah because as he's bleeding out because then, uh, like for that for this sacrifice or whatever, then Constantine starts raising up to heaven. It's actually a really cool scene because he like flips off Lucifer as he's oh, getting, that like, getting raised scene. up You're to right, heaven. Yeah. <laughs> so then Lucifer rips him back down and like heals his wounds and like rips the cancer out of his chest. And he's like, Nah, like you may have like redeemed yourself in God's eyes now, but like if you live a little longer, you'll probably fuck up again. <laughs> oh, so yeah, so I forgot about that. Yeah, that yeah. Is, I do like that reason. That I, I like that like, like part like, of the twist. You'll, you'll but... sin again. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Yep. So th- so that that is kind of a cool twist. But the the whole moment own like plot by gabriel that was very convoluted it's literally i didn't like that honestly it's just filler because like i feel like they wanted to pull from dangerous habits i feel like and just kind of pull the good elements from that and then just kind of put like another plot alongside of it they they knew how they wanted it to end and then they were like well something else has to happen in this movie it can't just be that yeah otherwise the movie could have been over in uh 30 minutes yeah exactly (laughs) yeah no they definitely just tried to like make one thing serve everything yeah so i mean i think honestly sometimes when we go in and talk about a movie i I come out like more positive because i've talked about it i think talking about this movie i came out a little more negative yeah i was like i'm trying to talk about this movie and i'm like wait there weren't a lot of things that excited me about it it was just (laughs) kind of like more okay than i thought it was gonna be it was a lot of just going through the motions yeah exactly and like keanu reeves, reeves does a pretty good job like they give him like some cool gadgets and shit too yeah use, like dragon's breath crossbow things and shit but yeah, yeah and like a, a like an egyptian scarab in a box and yeah like yeah but those like, never get used 
No, he uses the scarab against oh, the bug he man. The he, oh, he like right, shakes yeah. it up and the bug dude like breaks you're apart. Right, yeah, yeah, it does come up. It once. <laughs> I, I, by the way, looking looking up some stuff online, I found out there was an after credit scene that we didn't oh, watch. Oh no. And you're not gonna believe this, fucking cause we talked about how Chaz died. Yeah. Constantine goes to his grave and like fucking uh, the ghost of Chaz shows up and he's like, What up? <laughs> <laughs> Are you serious? Yes. Oh my god. Like oh, in spirit god. form? Yes. Like oh as, Jesus. As yeah. Oh my god. It's like the ending of fucking Return of the Jedi. Like, Yes. Good job. Even though I died brutally. Even though <laughs> yeah. you saved your own life. I guess I'm fucked. Yeah, uh, congrats on living, I guess. Uh, uh, Satan didn't feel like saving me. <laughs> uh, uh, so, yeah, so um, I, I'd like to get to the show sometime because I feel like that one was a much more careful, like, planned take on Constantine. Yeah. Like, and, and Matt and Matt Ryan, who plays him, like, loves playing the character. And, like, everyone who's watched it says, like, that is the person who should play Constantine I was going to say, I've heard good things because doesn't he also do the voice acting for the animated, too? Yeah, he he yeah. plays the character anytime like someone will let him. He loves. So he's like that the character. Mark Hamill of yes. Constantine. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so I, I would love to get that one uh, once we like dig into like a longer Hellblazer run yeah. where we can like sit down and do it for like three or four episodes. That, yeah, that I definitely, one to do. I definitely want to do that down the road. Yep. And and uh, so this was actually our first episode of, of year two. Um, yeah. If you didn't listen to it, we did actually. I mean, it, it was on a day we don't normally release podcasts, so I, I I could see you know possibly people missing it. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if you did miss it, we did do a, a episode just last Friday. It was our one year anniversary episode. Um, we went back and ranked all of the books and movies that we did for the year, and uh, and kind of it was like an award show kind of thing. Uh, you know, we were drinking. Uh, I had whiskey in a cup, a oh, McDonald's yeah. <laughs> cup. So we were in rare form. Oh yeah, um, quarantine form. That's right. <laughs> um, so so this is this was the first episode of year two. Um, yeah, so we're kicking it off. Um, anything from this point on will be eligible for the year two award show. Mm-hmm. So we'll have to keep track of that. So um, hopefully uh, this year is better than last. Yes, I mean, in we... the real world. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll see. <laughs> It remains to be seen. Oh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so anyway, we'll, uh, join us next week. It's going to be our special Halloween episode. We're going to be doing all those uh, those spooky one-offs, uh, Tales mm-hmm. from the Crypt, Creep Show, whatever else we can find, whatever else we feel like doing. Uh, so join us then. And then after that, we're going to be doing uh, getting back into our superhero stuff. We're going back to Marvel, and we're going to do a two-part series on Daredevil and Elektra. Hell, yeah. Uh, we're going to be reading uh, Daredevil, um, the first volume by Frank Miller, where like uh, Elektra first appears. Okay. Uh, and comparing that to the Daredevil Ben Affleck movie. <laughs> and then after that, we're going to watch the... Electra movie um, based in that same universe. Somehow so that movie got a sequel spinoff. It's going to be an electric two weeks. Electra two weeks. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> and, then, and then for that one, we're going to be reading uh, the Frank Miller and uh, Bill Sienkiewicz uh, Electra solo run. Okay. Uh, which looks really cool. At least the art I know I'm going to be a huge fan of. So we'll, we'll, I'm excited to get into that because I have not read that one yet. Oh, cool. I read most of Daredevil stuff, but I have not read that many. Oh, nice. So, yep. Uh, so join us for that. Uh, we'll be back next week doing the Halloween. Oh, no. Yeah.